Once upon a time, start of a cold, bang, hit it with antibiotics. Do you now try to avoid antibiotics? Are doctors reluctant to prescribe anti, uh, antibiotics? A CSIO report modelling suggests that antimicrobial resistance could be responsible in Australia for 5,000 deaths annually down the track. Could kill 10 million people every year by 2050. Okay, do you use them regularly? Do you try to avoid them? I mean, a lot of us are probably walking around because of antibiotics. I am. I had a, many, many years ago, I had a kidney infection. If it hadn't been for the antibiotics, it mightn't have been here now. Uh, but overused. On the line, Dr. Bramwin Morgan, lead of the CSO's Minimising Antimicrobial um, Resistance Mission. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. So should we cut back on antibiotics now? Well, certainly there's a lot of uh, inappropriate use. So what we really need to focus on is ensuring that when we take antibiotics, they're really needed and that they're going to work first time every time. Well, what is inappropriate use? So that's often when you don't know if you've really got a bacterial infection. Maybe it's viral, but you give an antibiotics anyway. Um, and also when maybe you're underdosed or overdosed and often now in some countries it's very easy to get antibiotics over the counter so you might think oh yes I've got a bit of a sore throat I'll go and grab some of those and that's really not great for, for anybody for an individual or for society. What's the way, which countries could you get antibiotics without prescription? Oh many um, many Asian Pacific countries. So what you just go into the chemist and say give me some Joe Blow anti biotics and I'll take them. You can, yes. Yeah. Do you think we've got a problem with them being overprescribed in Australia? We're the eighth highest prescriber in the world out of uh, 28, or when compared with 28 European countries. And we know that a lot of uh, over-prescribing is for things like, you know, sore throats or respiratory infections that may be viral, and that's when antibiotics don't work. So, yes, we're definitely aware that there is a need to work towards more um, appropriate use. I've got a friend who's a surgeon who rather optimistically said, leave everything alone, everything gets better in six or seven days, if only. But a lot of these things do, don't they? I mean, you, you could do a comparison, take antibiotics or don't take them with some things, and uh, you'll get better in the same time. You could, and, and certainly that's a great thing. I know when I grew up that my dad would rarely let me take antibiotics. And if you're a healthy person, yes, your body can clear a lot of these infections. But some of these infections coming through now are particularly nasty. And I suppose the other thing is, um, is as well, you know, if you think about people that are undergoing uh, cancer therapy, for example, oncologists say that uh, infections are the second highest cause of death in, in this particular group of people. So we really need to have effective antibiotics available to us. Okay, so what is the guideline? How, how should we as patients or doctors prescribing follow it? Well, I think what our report has shown is that we really need to focus on prevention and appropriate use. And one of the ways that we can do that is to invest more in uh, simple and affordable point-of-care diagnostics. So it's been much easier to say, yes, you do need an antibiotic or no, you don't as well as uh, bringing together all the data and information around where there are different types of antibiotic resistance in different parts of Australia. So if you know it's high resistance in, in one area, in particular suburbs, then you'd be able to say, well, let's not start with that antibiotic. It's going to fail in most cases. Let's start with a different class or a different type of antibiotic. Is there a point in Australia tightening, though, if, the, if much of the rest of the world says over the counter at the supermarket, here's your, here's your antibiotics, are we going to have any impact on the world? 
Oh, well, yes, we are, because the other things that we should be looking at, of course, are alternatives to antibiotics and vaccination technologies. We're investing a lot in vaccine infrastructure at the moment. So if we can prevent these antimicrobial resistant infections, then we're not going to need to take um, to take these medicines. OK, well, other than uh, vaccination, what are the other techniques available? So we can have um, what we call microbiome modulation, where you take uh, different types of nutrients or probiotics and prebiotics that can help uh, reduce uh, colonisation or the, the fact that we actually carry some drug-resistant bugs around in our guts. You might have that now, I might have that now, but we're perfectly healthy. And it's only when something happens or if we're um, immunocompromised mm. that we might see the effects of that. And what are the implications here if we don't wake up to it? Where, where are we in 20 or 30 years? Well, I think we're really at a, at a point where we'd, we'd have to really consider seriously if we were going to undertake any type of surgery, um, particularly elective surgeries, because if we don't have any medicines to combat those infections that occasionally result um, from a surgery, it, it increases the risk. So, um, yeah, I think we... And it's not just humans, of course, it's, it's animals as well, our companion animals. You know, they're subject to a lot of the infections that we have. Uh, so we need those antibiotics to be effective. And if they're not, it's going to, you know, increase uh, mortality, so earlier deaths, and increase the uh, economic burden because some of these infections are quite debilitating, so they affect our ability to work. So a simple scratch from one of those companion animals could be a disaster for you? 100%, you know, it could re result in an amputation or, or, or worse. Are we working on options? Are we working on um, other drugs which can address the superbugs? Or doesn't that, up, doesn't that work? Yes, we are working on other drugs. And, of course, we need as, as many tools in our toolkit as we can possibly get. But it's not that simple because it costs a lot of money and it's a very slow process to get a new antibiotic to market. And when we get there, people are going to say, oh, we really want to protect and preserve that antibiotic. We don't really want to use it. So then there's no return on investment for everybody that's you know, taken the time and spent the millions of dollars to get that drug to market. So it's really you know, not that simple. And the other thing is microbes are really, really good at adapting to their surroundings, and that's why we've got antimicrobial resistance. So anything we bring to market is going to have a limited effective lifespan. Dr Bramwyn Morgan, thanks for your time. Where does Bramwyn come from, by the way? Oh, it's a Welsh name. <laughs> oh, of course it is. Thank you very much. Could have recognised Dr. Branwen, B-R-A-N-W-E-N, -E Morgan, head of the CSIRO's minimising um, antimicrobial resistance mission. Ugh. Okay, do you avoid antibiotics? Are they too easy to get?